Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. Live in and person. Live in color. Hey, so last week when I said welcome back to the Infamous Podcast, I don't know if you listened back. I said podcast like really sarcastic. I was like, podcast. <laughs> so I don't know. I was listening back. I was like, maybe I should re record that. Nah. Maybe that was because of the two on the nose name of the character from Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, you mean Cruncher? No. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Po- fucking podcast. <sighs> yeah. You know, I almost quit podcasting after that. <laughs> I almost told you, like, we're, I'm not, I'm just like, I'm not going to re- review this. This is like, I feel triggered. I feel, <laughs> I feel, uh, I feel attacked. You're going to um, throw all your equipment away on the side of the I was going to burn it. Just watch it all melt. Just, you know, because it's mostly plastic anyway, right? Anyway, uh, well, you know, because we do talk in those little plastic microphones that you get at yeah. Five Below. So, <laughs> uh, hey, welcome back to the show. This is episode three nineteen. Man, we're getting up there. Uh, I like the, I like the title for this one because it's "All Who Wander Might Be Lost in Space" in parentheses. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we are talking season three of Lost in Space this week. We are talking the Spider Verse two trailer. That dropped, or let me rephrase it, that: the Spider Spider Verse Two Nothing Burger that dropped, uh, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop Karma, Karma, and uh, Hawkeye. Um, we are not going to cover Wheel of Time anymore, yeah. Because um, Daryl, I think you're lukewarm on it. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna watch it all the way through. It's kind of. It's very similar to what I told you about Foundation. Yeah, in the sense that. Although foundation, I didn't have any backstory on that. It's I like it. It's, but at the same time, there's there's a lot going on in the book, so I understand that. Yeah. But there's it's it's one of those. It seems like it would have done better getting a second or third look at the scripts before sure, they went sure, into sure. filming. Yeah, yeah. Hey, see, I, I I liked it, but in reality, with foundation and Wheel of Time, I actively hated. It. So, <laughs> you know, it's the same side, different coin, or same coin, different side, right? Um, no, so we're, we're just, I mean, if Daryl decides he wants to do a midweek review, uh, I will say the new episode of The Expanse dropped today, uh, season six, episode one, Strange Dogs. We will be doing a review of that midweek, mm-hmm. just standalone. We're going to just knock out like... I don't know, probably like a solid two hours talking about a 40-minute episode. <laughs> um, kidding. But we're going to do that, and then we'll bake uh, The Expanse back into the, the normal show. For the five weeks that it's on. <laughs> and then we have next Friday, The Witcher starts. Yeah, The Witcher. So we'll probably do that the week after, mm-hmm. um, because I have no idea how many episodes it is. Oh, I don't even... I think it's... Um, I don't know if it's eight or ten. Yeah. I'm not sure, so... And then we get into uh, superlatives, best of. We're going to bring back uh, certified infamous best of TV show, certified infamous movies. So That should be fun. I don't think you read enough comic books to do the comic book. No, I don't. So. No, I, I mean, the yeah. comics I've read this year, other than back issues, so, yeah. have been what? Robin, Nightwing, yeah. Berserker. So Well, and I was going to say Robin is the best. Seven, comic book sec- of Seven Secrets. Yeah. Those are pretty much yeah. it. So And all of those are, I love all of those. Yeah. So. But yeah, anyway. four books. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's piddling. That's a, 
That's mid. Yes, and you are mid. In that regard. Be mage. Don't be mid. Be mage. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing for the, the rest of 2021 as we rocket towards 2022. Although, I, I just keep thinking we're going to skip 2022 and go directly to 2023 for some reason. Who knows? I don't know. It might be that the the news will start reporting is actually twenty twenty three, and then everyone will believe it. Right. So, all right. Let's uh, let's get to the first story, um, <clears throat> topic, news bite, if you will. Story in quotations. Yeah. So uh, I had like six or I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna play this in the background while we're talking. Um, so I had like six or seven people be like, did you see the new Spider-Verse trailer? And I'm like, uh, I saw a scene from the Spider-Verse that's probably not in the movie. Uh, although I will say my favorite thing about this was the comments from moms in like the different like like Instagram and Twitter and, and YouTube. Like, uh, what is she doing sitting on his bed in multidimensional clothes? Why are her <laughs> shoes on his bed? Um you know, this just kind of opens with uh, <clears throat> Spider Gwen, uh, and uh, you know the the tidy whities there. So, <laughs> but I mean, it looks cool. I mean, like yeah. I, I like how they aged both of them up. Yeah, like that's cool. Um, and he's grounded for some reason. So, yeah, trying to clean up his room. Yeah, drawing pictures of her, creepy stalker guy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it like the 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 stuff looks good. I kind of wish they would have grown her hair out a little bit on both sides mm-hmm. instead of keeping the the buzz. But... I will I will say this, and and again, this it's right now it's set for October twenty twenty two. Yeah, which I still remember the first teaser of Into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and I I I'll admit that when I first saw that, I said, who cares. Well, yeah. Uh, like, who cares? I mean, especially because you look at Miles as, like, the token Spider-Man anyway. <laughs> well, I actually used to. That's why I didn't read it right away when you kept telling me about it. I like Miles. Um, I li- I, well, here, here's the thing. So he's going through the little time tunnel, like, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he's now, like, two-dimensional drawn, which I actually would watch this mm-hmm. if it looked like this. I think it's cool. Or a cartoon or shorts uh, at the very least. But then here comes uh, Miguel, and uh, you know now they're hopping through different uh, different dimensions and things like that. So I think they want you to think Spider Man twenty twenty nine is a bad guy, mm-hmm. and he's not. I mean, he's there trying to save Miles from something or bring Miles to something else. Right. right? Oh, absolutely. Um, but it's called Across the Spider Verse this time, Part One. So, uh, I. I don't know. October 7, 2022. We have lots of time to worry about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's important because when am I? I'm on the I'm on the Marvel Entertainment. So uh, this one has seven. Oh, wait, no, that's subscribers. It's got three three point two million um, views since December 4th. Mm-hmm. I think the Sony one had more, you know, so I mean, people are excited. People like this. Uh, you liked it definitely more than you like Spider Verse more than I did. I oh was, yeah, I love Spider Verse. Lukewarm on it. it it's, was, it's. I liked Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, what I I I don't know. There was just something like it kind of felt boring. Mm. Ep spots and 
just knowing Miles from the comic, and it was just weird. You know, the the change of his dad and, and things like that was was odd. I, and and again, you know, I've the Ultimates version. I, I I don't know what they're doing with him now. We'll have to talk after the show. What I, something I saw that was absolutely criminal. Well, I'll just tell you what they're. I mean, I'll tell everybody what they're doing with Miles Morales in the comic book right now. They're recycling Peter Parker stories, mm-hmm. and they're giving them to Miles, and they're going to make them, and they're going to be less good. Oh yeah, because absolutely. the people writing Miles are less good than the people who wrote Peter Parker in the eighties and nineties. Yes. So plain sorry. I mean, so sorry. I I will say I, it took me about ten minutes to warm up to Enter the Spider Verse as far as the. The animation style, yeah, the look that scanner that, darkly that look. really it really yeah. took me a minute to. But then once I my eyes adjusted, I, I really enjoyed it. And you know, because I I did read that some people couldn't handle the animate the style of the animation, and they right. You know, I mean, kind of like you know Cloverfield, and <laughs> but yeah, again, this is this is a long way away. Yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll see much much more of it when uh it comes out i just freaked daryl out i turned lights on with my phone dun 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 welcome to the future uh but yeah all right so i mean we'll see it looks I, like i said i like how they age the character up um miles with like he's bigger he's yeah. more adult looking uh gwen is bigger and more adult looking but she has the same haircut like it's right. like come on like come on yeah she only had that haircut because miles ripped her hair out of her head when you know he he got when he spider stuck to it anyway so all right moving on yeah uh cowboy bebop in karma news yeah right uh so if you uh if you were one of the tens of people who watched cowboy bebop uh netflix and if you are the one of person who liked Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, this is probably a, a big disappointment for you. It's been canceled. I mean, a month later. Yeah, I've never Netflix has never canceled anything this fast. No. That yeah, that was very very quick. I, I you know I think one I tried to watch the first episode. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the really low budget look and feel. Um, everything was a set. You could tell everything was a set. Everything was kind of poorly put together, like um, the the Star Cruiser Hotel for Star Wars, um, oh. which just like people have been canceling their reservations for that. Uh, much like people canceled Netflix for this, probably. Um, there was that, and I think uh, Daniela Panita Panita. Pineda, yeah. Pin, pin, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> she, uh, I, I think she did not do any favors to uh, the people to watch this show. So No, she absolutely did. Because the reason I, like, I, I checked it out just so I could, like, you know, shit on it. <laughs> Hate watch? No, I wasn't, because I wasn't going to watch more than the first episode okay. anyway. You just kind of wanted to get the lay of the whole I was curious what okay. it looked and sounded and, and felt like, especially because, like, the anime, which, you know, of the 26 episodes, I've only seen 10, um, is beloved, right? Mm-hmm. And and she turned off fans immediately and turned on fans, like, like you know, turned on them as in, like, I stab you. Um, 
So, you know, I mean, I th- like the same reason I still haven't seen Shang-Chi and the same reason I won't see the Puternals. You know, when actors start talking shit about fans, I'm out. Oh. It took me a minute to say, like, which Eternals actor? The, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Kumail. But, you I, know, who I thought was like, you know, I mean, he's he's an actor. So, like, you know, I know there's not a lot going on in there. But, like, I thought he was, like, at least a nice person, especially because of, like, what he's been through with his wife and everything like that. But lo and behold, mm-hmm. he is no bueno. So, in in that regard, I, I still won't. Again, I'm not going to let someone, if I want to see it. And then this is the thing. If I want to see something and someone says some says something like that, I'll just say, okay, I'll just wait till I don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you my money. Uh, something like this. So I, I told you a few weeks ago I started watching the anime Cowboy Bebop, and I, I really enjoy it. I haven't checked this. I, I want to watch the first season of, or the only season, and then I'm, I'm, I am going to give this a try, maybe one episode. Just to just to kind of compare and yeah. contrast, and that's all that's all you need, kind of, because that was one of the things what you said about it looking cheap, the sets and everything. Yeah. Brian's got his top knot in now. I do. My hair was bothering me. <laughs> Is I, I'm getting it cut tomorrow. Yeah, there <laughs> there are shows that can work even though you know it's on the set, but it's it has to do with mm-hmm. the direction. Perfect example. Everything <sighs> about three hundred is on a set. Yeah. Well, the Mandalorian. Everything on the Mandalorian, yeah, Mandalorian is on a set. Yeah. So, but when you go the cheap, when again, three hundreds on a set, it doesn't look cheap. If something looks cheap, that takes away from you, kind of getting involved in it, in the sense of yeah. losing yourself in it, right? Because you don't say, oh, oh, yeah, well, that's. Because even shows, like even think of shows or movies, and you see something that. So when you lost yourself in it, did you get spaghetti on mom spaghetti on your sweatshirt? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> not quite. No, no, no. rabbit. No. <laughs> but I, I will give it a try. But again, this is one of those things. It, it, it's a deeper. This uh, in this article from Bounding talks about a little bit. But one of the things I wrote is that. People who think they are smarter or better than you, they're never going to learn from their mistakes because correct, it's always going to their failures. They're going to blame it on other people. It's always the case. And there is a great um, comment in this article, and I, I wrote it down from this guy named SWF or person, yeah, whatever. And it's like, what's sad is that these people aren't interested in producing a good adaptation. They're interested in moving on to their next crop like locusts and inserting their message into that as well and destroying even more cultural touchstones. Right. Well, it's because it's not their culture. Mm-hmm. And so they want to destroy it. Yeah. That's just what what this cro- current crop of filmmakers is doing. I mean, look at what's happened to Star Wars. And um, I came to the conclusion this week as well that Marvel, the MCU, for me, ended at Infinity War. Thanos won. All was right with the universe. Um, and then everything after that is fanfic. I like, I like that fanfic. It's it's one hundred percent fanfic. It's the I None of I'm, the characters are the same no, characters we've been dealing with no. for the ten for the last ten years. So it's fanfic. I'll I'll say this though. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me rephrase that. It's unfanfic because none of these people have watched the movies, which is why they don't understand it. 
that's actually pretty accurate. I, I will say that a good palate cleanser this these last few weeks for me has been Hawkeye. Cause right, hold on, we'll, we'll just get to Hawkeye we'll, then, right? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we 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 don't need to talk continue to talk about Cowboy Bebop and the failures of a, yet another anime ad- adaptation. Yeah. So okay, Hawkeye, uh, season one, episode four, partners. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? Uh, I am gonna say you like this episode more than I did. Yeah, and I did not dislike this episode, Mm -hmm. but I did not feel it was as good as the last episode. Okay, and not not just because of, I mean, like I I I I agree with you. The story progressed this week, which was cool. I just liked last week a little better. Yeah, that's that's fair. What I like more, and and again, we just what we continue to get more. I think we'll both say this: get more of that camaraderie between kate yeah. and clint which is i'm just shocked they made a likable kate bishop just shocked <laughs> shocked yeah I've, I've never read her like read read any of the material that she's been in in the in the marvel comics but i will say i, I like that that's one of the things i liked about it and i love how they're continually slowly peeling i won't say peeling back but they're not inundating us with it but they're giving us snippets into clint's headspace and you know loss and what's going on with you know him with just yeah. everything he's not just losing natasha but all the stuff he did as ronan yeah oh yeah i mean and we got the you know tasha natasha falling mm-hmm. to her to her doom did you cry no <laughs> i saw i saw that part i was like oh I can't make any Natasha falling to her doom jokes this week. But I will say that you know, when, when we got to the end of and he gets put back into that situation with Kate, that was a little goosebumpy for me. I thought that was a real, I, like, I really like, so I liked the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the whole thing with her mom and Jack didn't work for me. Yeah, I, I see why they did it. Yeah, oh, I get but why they did it. It's, it's just like... I, you know what I kept waiting for is for them to be like, what are your intentions with our daughter sort of a thing to kind of try and sexualize it, mm-hmm. which they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, being Hollywood, an older man, younger woman, older woman, younger man, mm-hmm. older man, younger man, you know, whatever. They tend to do that. And yeah. I'm really glad they didn't. But I was kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah. And I, I'm almost the th- I'm almost like 100% certain that. They're not doing like with this whole Jack, you mm-hmm. know, being the CEO or whatever. Or Jack is Jack is not a bad guy. He's, Jack, Jack is a red herring. Yeah, Jack is it, not the CEO of that company. Yeah, just in name only. Yeah, it's going to be Jack has no idea he's the CEO of that right. company. Oh, absolutely. He's a uh, a patsy. Yes. So yeah. Um. But yeah, because like her mom is just evil. Yeah, absolutely. She is. evil. Yeah, from SpongeBob. So, so, so you're gonna drop this case? Yeah. Like, who says that? Instead of saying, "So you're gonna like stop coming around my daughter," in the sense of putting her in, you know, yeah, in look, potential drink. Look here, old man. Yeah. So, <laughs> quit sniffing around my 22 year old. <laughs> um, I I also thought the um, them celebrating Christmas was a little weird. What do you mean? Like, because he wasn't having Christmases with his family. I. I don't know. I liked and I disliked the scene, you know, because like 
I kind of want him to be sad that he's not with his family mm-hmm. and not have fun. But at the same time, like, I thought it showed, like, the generosity of Kate, which was important to see. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 and I, I, where I see where you're coming from, it doesn't take away from him being sad because, it, like, yeah. did you see it? Well, oh, I mean, well. other than the, you know, the daiquiri yeah. mixes on him. I mean, him they and were everything. drinking a lot. That was the other thing. I was like, oh my God, is she going to try and kiss him or something? Like, just like, because that's we're trained to deal with that, right? Yes. Because the only way like movies and things like that can show love is through cheating and infidelity. So, uh-huh. and and we've talked about this before with how how shows can have ruined. And again, a lot. This is a lot of dramas where it has to be the sexual tension. It's like everybody doesn't have to go that route in a relationship, right? You can. There's actually relationships that are called friendships. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood, more often than not, doesn't know how to do that. Right. So I'm, I'm to your point. I was almost, and I think it maybe it because it's because of Haley Steinfeld. There's a an innocence to her character. There's just no sexuality to her whatsoever. <laughs> no. No, no, it's just she's like just, she's just a um, a being. Is that what you're saying, <laughs> Daryl? A being. So, but I just. And and going back to again because this could be the Haley Steinfeld hour because I just love her addition to the MCU. I, I mean, I'm a fan. Of I'm a hers fan of her in general. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. but in the beginning of the show, when you were talking about where, where the mind, the, your intentions, when right, they right. when they were talking about are are you all working together? Yeah. And he's just doesn't want to say it, and then he says. Yeah, yeah. The best are. part though is I told you is when she calls him CB one. Yeah, like I loved it. That was great. <laughs> My partner, best friend. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love her delivery. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes her likable. Is that Haley? Like uh, you watch Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Like she's great in Bumblebee. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. She's probably the only she she might be the best part of the Transformers franchise in Bumblebee. As far as the human character goes, absolutely. Oh, she's hands down the hands best down. human character. Yeah, hands down. Had. But um, but yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I liked her. I liked the action. I liked, you know, I want to know more about the watch. Um, allegedly there was a kingpin post credit scene. That was in there, and then they went and took it out. Okay, I was about to say I watched the credits. Yeah. So so allegedly. I'm, okay. Like I, I, I have not seen this. I have no proof. Um, Den of Nerds was talking about it, and so there's that. But I, I don't know. I mean, if they're gonna have Kingpin, that's cool. We got teased with Kingpin already. Um, obviously, the watch is very important, so we need to learn about what that is. I'm not even sure who has the watch at this point. Yeah. Because well, Kate got it, but I don't think yeah. he ever got it from her. Right. So. Um, the fight, the the whole thing, like getting into my, it was Maya's apartment. That yeah. was pretty cool, and like how quick she was to like shoot out the lights with mm-hmm. the with the gel. Um, and that wasn't a thing. Like that was just like, oh crap, yeah. Like it was right. really good. Um, when she shot Maya with the arrow, um, that or Echo, Echo, that was that was cool, and like. Echo kind of like brushed it off, which was again that like showed some toughness in the character that mm-hmm. we were told about and we saw some of, you know. But like at the same time, just to like brush off an arrow bolt to the shoulder, like that was cool. Of course, there was no blood, but you yeah, know, it's Disney. 
Um, and in the whole, this is Echo's apartment. I'm fighting Echo. No, I'm fighting Echo. Well, then who am I fighting? Yeah, you know that was. Uh, and and as soon as he said, "Who am I fighting?" Oh, I, I knew, knew who, who he was. was fighting, yeah. But um, so so yeah, I I think uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I like I like the end. I thought Yelena showing up the way she did was weird. And my question is, who is the list of Clint's family for? Is it from Echo or was it from Yelena? I don't know. I, I will say, I, I think it's almost a guarantee that Eleanor is the one that called in Yelena mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. Because, you know, that beginning scene where she asks him, are you going to drop this? Yeah. And he says, No. But I can make sure your daughter's safe. Yeah. And if you noticed, Yelena was, and again, I know Yelena is not in the Black Widow head mode. Right. But when she knocked Kate off the building, she made sure that, you know, she was t- yeah. tethered oh, to so something. you think Eleanor went to Val? Yeah. It was like. Cause she, yeah. Because yeah. she wouldn't have gone straight to Yelena. She probably has some type of relationship with her. Interesting. So, I mean, so, again, that's yeah. just kind of one of my thoughts because it, it depends. I guess it depends on the time frame, right? Yeah, because it so. would it would make more sense that happened than Yelena tracked Clint. Just just happened to track him down right there. When did uh, I guess when did did Black Widow happen in comparison to this? That's a good question. When did Virtue Signal and the Winter Soldier happen in comparison to Black Widow and then this? See, this is that's one of the things they have not done a good job of. Because they, they've done so well with the movies showing, especially, you know, the those first 10 years. Yeah. Okay, this happened here, this happened here, this happened here. Well, I mean, they couldn't do that with Sylvie because it was Well, time that's fine. Travel. Yeah, but, that's yeah, fine. I mean, and that's that like, that's fine. a forget about it anyway, right? Yeah. But the other ones, these are supposed to be canon. Yeah. And directly with the timeline. And I think, no, I, I was, I think... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they mentioned how something... I know WandaVision, you know, it was like, what, three weeks after the blip or something. So we know yeah. that. But everything else we don't know. So I'm not sure. Right, 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 right. But one so. of the things I was telling you about the watch is, you know, when we first heard, you know, the I first thought it was Tony's watch. But then right. when you hear Hawkeye say, well, if... You know, this it's tied directly to a person who's been out of the game a while. And if if it gets caught, well, that person's cover is blown or something along those lines. And I have to wonder, especially after she was just, you know, she's just spat out some Russian like it was nothing. Is is it some way, shape or form tied to his wife, Laura? Right. Like, is she an ex-shield agent? Is she Mockingbird or is she someone totally different? But, you know, has that experience or it, it could be somebody totally different. Yeah. So I mean, there there's a lot of. I just don't think it. If it's Tony's watch, that doesn't make sense. Why Hawkeye would say, "Hey, it's tied to somebody." Yeah. I mean, the other thing too is you, you got to remember Mockingbird was in Agents of Shield. So. But Agents of Shield is not. Yeah. Well, who knows what is isn't and isn't canon, right? It's all yeah. Disney Marvel. So. But um, also, it, the other thing, she was the one. Uh, Laura was the one that set told him where the watch was too. Mm-hmm. She was like, it stopped you know, the watch stop here. How would she know that? Yeah. So, well, it's funny because this, uh, this article from LA times is saying that Laura might be Laura Brown, who was, uh, the, one of the daughter, the daughter of one of the Hydra founders. Um, 
and she helped Nick Fury escape in the comics mm -hmm. when he was captured by. Uh... So, like, could it have Hydra ties? You know, I mean, they're all conjecturing here, but so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like her just being Clint's wife mm -hmm. and the fact that she speaks German and she's helped him over the years and has like access to his contacts and, and things like that. That kind of works too because they're a team. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't necessarily have to be someone. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I'm again, I'm fine with it. I, I just, and again, it could be this episode. Some of these hints were are red herrings in the sense of her speak. She just happens to speak Russian in this episode, and it was German. German, yeah. In this episode, she just happens to the way she talks about stuff, and then you know, so the kids don't know. You know, that's not necessarily you know an everyday thing, and. When I liked how all uh, the two older kids' ears kind of perked up when she yeah. was like, <laughs> right. So when she was giving giving Clint the ASMR on the phone, yeah. So, so that that could absolutely be just kind of that, you know. Hey, look over here, and then it's actually you should be looking over here. So, all right. So um, out of five, right? We do five for these. Right? Yeah, we haven't been rating these, haven't we? No. Yeah, we have. I don't think we rated the last. We might not have done last week. We did the one before because I made a snarky comment about the first two. Uh, so, like <laughs> out of five, Kate Bishop's thrown off the roof. Uh, I think this is a hmm, at least I, I'll give it at least uh, I'll give it a three point five. I was okay. I was debating between that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna split there. I'm gonna go three and a quarter. Mm -hmm. Like because like it's not bad. Uh, oh, we left out the the Larpers were back. Yes, which was a great scene. Yes. Um, Especially when she went to them for help. <laughs> yeah, and, and got his arrows. Well, and she was like all for it. She was like, oh, yeah. Like the look on her face when she like figured out what she was sent to do and who these people were. She was like, well, yeah. Yeah. And, and I got to say, some of the comedic moments in here were so good. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, are you sure that's dry erase? Yeah. <laughs> or, and it was not. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Or, it or all, our arrow, all our trick arrows should be boomerang arrows. Yeah. Well, then they come flying back at you. Yeah, you just got ducked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just I just have a lot of fun. Again, I could I think we've said this a couple times. I know I've said this a couple times. The camaraderie and chemistry they have mm -hmm. is what Bucky and Sam was were supposed to have instead of the uh, forced sexual tension. Yeah, it, it was. This no, Bucky and Sam were not on the same page ever. No, and you would think they'd have been over that with Steve being retired, mm -hmm. and and they'd be working well together in honor of Steve. But again, Malcolm, I don't remember his last name. Um, <clears throat> Malcolm Spellman. Spellman. Yeah, did not watch any of the Marvel stuff. No, and and someone told him about Isaiah Bradley. So, yeah, and and he's doing Cap Four. Which I'm not excited for. Well, again, why it's all unfanfic. Yeah. So, and what you said about her being capable, yeah. another capable thing, and I'm glad it came out like this, was when she put one, two and two together and she was like, it was you. You were Ronan. Yeah. And she didn't judge him or no. anything or get like, so, you know, I, other shows I could have seen them doing that in the sense to add more drama to it. So, I mean, it's like what happens if Cooper gets blipped out for you? Mm -hmm. Right, you go on a murder spree and you Absolutely. kill all the other cats in the neighborhood. Yes, 
But I, I absolutely love that. I mean, I just love D- that. Daryl will not actually kill cats. <laughs> no. I love cats. You've got that crazy cat lady gene. I don't know. I just have one. No, that's a legit gene. That people, <laughs> that, that it's a crazy cat lady gene. It's like genetic. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I really like where this is going. It's only two episodes left. So. Yeah. But I feel like we're, we've gone, like we've moved along because mm-hmm. this is happening over the span of five days. Yes. Yes. So, um, it's been an eventful five days. I did like, I also liked how he was like, I'm a little banged up. Nothing's broken. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, put your feet up. Ice them if you have to. Like, it was yeah. like the most, like, they're, they're such a great husband and wife. And yeah. I am really going to be sad if they kill him. Yeah. And it's one of the few. Actually, th- I'm going to be mad if they kill yeah, him. I will be mad. No, I will be pissed. Then I might go on a murder spree. But, uh. But this, her, uh, you know, Linda Cardinelli being brought in during Age of Ultron is one of the best parts, one of the, is the, probably for me, the best part of Age of Ultron. Because that, you know, the whole farmhouse scene where they want, they actually wanted to cut it. And Joss, Justice Whedon uh, actually fought for it. Wow. So he actually did something. He did. He did something good since Buffy. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I, I liked it. Um, let's move on. Lost. 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 Space. Yeah. So season three. Oh man. Has come and gone. <laughs> no, it's there. Yeah. Um. So I remember the very first season of Lost in Space. I watched in one sitting. I was enthralled. I loved Lost in Space as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously we had the reruns. Like we weren't alive when it was uh, first on. I, I loved how the first two seasons were black and white, and the last season was color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just I really thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, it was like going from planet to planet and what about the movie lost what actually i do not hate the movie okay yeah i I, I I watched that uh, a long time ago i thought gary oldman was a really good dr smith i am a huge william hurt fan uh i'm a huge heather graham fan Mm -hmm. uh i thought uh what's his name matt leblanc was horribly miscast and then mimi uh driver as uh maureen was you know she's great too. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of hers as well. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, we've been talking about actually we we haven't really talked this week other than a little bit yesterday and yeah. uh, a bunch today, um, just because schedules and being busy. But I thought I thought like uh, let's do a little retrospect of the series before we get to the third. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a show that built everybody up. Um, Will is still the genius. Will is still the hero of this story. But Will's sisters were not just damsels in dresses. No. They were damsels in a dress. They were as capable. They were brilliant in their own way. Um, They had their own set of skills, if you will. Um, and, and, And they grew. They both grew tremendously. 
Um, I think the one weakness is Will did not necessarily grow. Um, but I think it's also because he was like a fully formed adult as a little boy when we got <laughs> to him, right? Um, but I, I think the real standout was Molly Parker as Maureen Robinson because mm-hmm. she was now the scientist of the family and the genius and, and not just the homemaker. And then John Robinson by Toby Stevens, who is usually a villain. So I, I thought this was a great, like, non-typecast role for him. Well, I would say because, well, you never, you you haven't watched Black Sails yet. He he was that, he always has, he always, he comes across as always having, keeping something hidden. Yeah. That mysterious. Well, he did this for, yeah, he did for this a little too, bit here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought, like, making John Robinson a, a warrior, a, a, uh, He's a Navy SEAL, which is funny when you can go to space. Um, but I, I thought I thought making that change was interesting. And, and then um, Judy being John had adopted her. And then what we get with this season, like really added to her character. And again, did not take away from John at all. And in the finale, there's a great scene that we'll get to that involves John and Someone important to Judy. Yes. Great um, scene. And, and then uh, Ignacio, I don't even know, the guy that played Don West. He Did you ever watch Bones? No. So uh, it got to a point in Bones where they killed off one of the characters. And uh, so then it was just like a rotating cast of interns helping her. And the guy that played Don, Ignacio, was one of them. And he had uh, defected from Cuba. And he's working with, with Dr. Temperance Brennan. And he's all brash and, you know, and, you know, he's great. He's a great character. He's, he's a great foil for her. Cause he's as smart, not as smart, but he's, he's one of the smarter ones of the interns mm-hmm. and she hates him cause he's so brash. Um, which I loved him as Don West and De- with Deborah, like, yeah, that was good. It's just what the chicken <laughs> was awesome. Um, and, and then Parker Posey kind of rounded that out as, uh, <laughs> as Dr. Smith. And I remember, like, there was, like, well, you obviously weren't with us when we, we first did the first season, or the second season. But, um, you know, Parker Posey was a point of contention at first, not because she was a woman playing Dr. Smith, because they handled that fantastically, the way it worked out for her to be, quote, unquote, Dr. Smith. Um, but in the first season, she was full Posey the whole time. She she was, you know, it's it's like Robert Downey Jr. says in in Tropic Thunder, you never go full Posey. <laughs> so, um, and, and I, I thought this was uh, like you know the the progression of her character and like really kind of understanding she's this like sociopathic criminal and I don't know it, it it just worked and so the robot and the robots and and the whole idea of people being awful and using these robots to you know jump through space and it, it was really really cool so and then when we get to the third season um the summer i mean the summary of the third season it's pretty it's pretty quick uh in the third and final season of Lost in Sta- Space, the stakes are higher than ever as the Robinson family's survival instincts will be put to the ultimate test. After a year being trapped on a mysterious planet, Judy, Penny, Will, and the robot must lead the 97 young colonists on a harrowing evacuation. 
but not before secrets are on earth that will change their lives forever. Meanwhile, John and Maureen, with Don at their side, uh, must battle overwhelming odds as they try to reunite with their kids. The Robinsons will have to grapple with the emotional challenge of not just being lost, but being separated from the ones they love as they face the greatest alien threat yet. I Like... I told you. I mean, because I I finished this before you did, mm-hmm. and all I told you was, this is how you end a show. Yeah. This this whole season, and then the finale, was so satisfying. I found the season satisfying as a whole. Um, we learned all about the robots. Oh, by the way, we're gonna spoil some of this. Like, yes. I'm not gonna spoil too much, but we're definitely gonna have some spoilers. Like, they they end up on the robots' home world. By complete happenstance. And it's fine. That works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see the the makers of the robots in a, from a point of view. Um, and then you get to see how the robots felt about the makers. Mm-hmm. Which was, it was, again, like, just the whole, the, <laughs> this is why, okay. Anyone who's in tech listening to this, or if your parents are in tech and, and they're working on AI, Destroy their files now. <laughs> Just do it. Don't kill your parents. That's horrible. But destroy their life's work. Like, make sure that they can't recreate it, you know? Um, a, a nice, uh, like, you know, like, scarf choke. Um, cut the cut the carotid, carotid artery for a minute or two. Just, you know, kill some brain cells so they can't recreate it. That's all right. But AI and giving robots... Any sort of personality or ability to learn is the most terrifying thing to me ever. Mm-hmm. And I sent you that video with the robot that made the facial expressions. Okay, and really? I was like, kill it, kill it with fire. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any napalm? <laughs> Going back to, real quick, I, from... I immediately regretted not having my copy of the Anarchist Cookbook anymore. <laughs> For me. I, I did like season one. Yeah. The thing that dr- dragged it down uh, at least one level, maybe almost two, was Parker Posey. Well, she went full Posey. She was. You never go full Posey. I, I couldn't stand that character. And not in a way of, oh, I can't wait till I don't like this character, but this character's great. It was just a ter- it, I didn't like anything about her. And she and it with the overacting that she did. I admit that and again this is again we were talking about when we were coming back in the car yeah. not assuming things and i did assume you know w- not with her but with judy i thought i was like okay is this another forced diversity thing but everything you know and that's the thing this the even though season 1 i i didn't like it i thought it was okay mm-hmm. oh, it was no it was a little bit more than okay but the writing was always about the characters, yeah. about the story. We should come up a word for that forced diversity, mm. like forced diversity or something. Mm-hmm. Deforcity. <laughs> anyway, and no, season, I hundred percent. And then that. season two, I I remember because uh, I yeah I, I reviewed season two for um, sci-fi yeah. science fiction, and I loved season yeah, two. Yeah. And then this season, it just it, again, it's one of these things. Like you would would expect, when with good writing, a yeah. good team of directors and showrunners, something like this would do. It got progressively better. Mm-hmm. 
It didn't start out at the bottom and then got good. It was it started off pretty good, and it just got even better than that. And this is one of like ending a series, whether it be three seasons, seven seasons, fifteen seasons, or as you say, five seasons, and then ten seasons of dreams. No, it's, it was five seasons and a tenth anniversary of the finale. Special. Retrospective. I'm sorry. I'm um, I'm sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? And that loses a little bit of its luster. You were a little bit late to that. Well, it's across the table from me, <laughs> so it's a little further than it normally is. But it's always dicey ending a series, like what you're going to get. Well, yeah, I mean, like look at look at what happened with uh, Game of Thrones. Look yeah. at look at what happened with Dexter. The Sopranos or Dexter. What happened with Dexter. Look at what happened with 24. Look at what, I mean, you you name it. Look at what happened. I mean, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. finale was super fin- uh, satisfying, mm-hmm. right? That That's a great example of one. The Justified finale, it was good. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's really hard. The Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. whereas I personally liked it, most liked people it. didn't. Yeah. Um, we're going to see with the Expanse here in a little bit. I'm still um, nervous for that one. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I think like the atypical finale. Did you watch Atypical the last mm-hmm. season yet? Like yeah. The, the finale was a little, was a little it's, off. It's old, like yeah. it just didn't make a lot of sense for like what had happened in that show for the previous five. Um, it was still good. Yeah. The, the final season was actually like, I re- yeah, I like the final really season. Really weird, but good. Yeah. Um, but this one is like, I mean, it's Netflix, right? So it's like. What are they going to do to Netflix this up? <laughs> because let's be honest, Netflix is not the same studio it was five years ago or four, three or four years ago when the, when the first season. When was the first season? Was it uh, 2018? 2018, yeah. So yeah. three years ago. Yeah. Like Netflix is not the same studio that it was three years ago. It's, it's got a completely different set of priorities. It's got a completely different set of like storytelling mandates and, and things like that. So the fact that we were able to keep this show intact mm-hmm. from, uh, what is it, Matt Sazamon and Burke State, uh, Sharpless's points of view, mm-hmm. I think is a, a, a fleeting thing that we're going to see less and less of, right, mm-hmm. from, from creators. Um, I will say I do love that they wrote the, uh, the first two episodes, which – were the pilot. Um, I mean, they wrote a bunch of it. They wrote the season one finale. They wrote the season one premiere. They wrote the season two finale. They wrote the season three premiere in the series finale. <laughs> and they're the showrunners. They're the interesting. They're the ones That's who really cool. Yeah. So like we had, we had this co- cohesive unit that was involved throughout the entire series, which is fantastic. And I, I do want to call out like, uh, the the episode so there were one, two, three, four, five. There were six different um directors throughout this last season. And uh the Leslie Hope episodes, um, contingencies on contingencies and stuck, uh were both like so episodes five and seven mm-hmm. were very good. Very, very good and very drama filled like tense right um and then uh 
the Sarah Boyd. Wait, no, not Sarah Boyd. Uh, well, the Sarah Boyd episode, the new guy was really good too. Um, which one? That was episode three. Oh, okay. Uh, when so spoiler when we meet Judy's dad. Mm. So, which was cool, and I'm not going to tell you how she found him. Um, but it was cool. <laughs> it was really, it was, yeah. and it was a surprise. That was the beauty of it. There yeah. was at no point was it like, did they call their shot? At no point did they like be like, oh well, maybe this is where we'll meet Judy's dad. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Yeah. Um, but that was re- really really cool. Um, and and then uh, Julian Holmes, nothing left behind, and final transmissions. So episodes four and six. Um, we're definitely good, but I do want to call out uh, Jabbar Rasnani, who did Trust episode eight, the finale. He had to deal with shooting at night out in the desert, shooting in the day in the middle of a city, and shooting on multiple foreign planets with different, completely different terrains, right? Mm-hmm. And everything he shot looked beautiful and all of his like like just the way the episode flowed not just from the writing standpoint not just but like the 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 very obvious direction the kids were given to to act to Mm -hmm. i i think like this is a group like if they were like hey let's do a movie with this group like let's like wait wait five years and and do a movie oh i'm in i I want him to direct it and i want them to write it no absolutely Um, or if he can't do it, I want Leslie Hope involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just I thought this was a it was a really 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 good show. Um, I real like I said, I I couldn't be happier with the ending. Um, I definitely like did not see the whole thing with the change to some of the robots and how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, my favorite character remained my favorite character throughout the series. Penny Robinson was fantastic played by uh mina sundwall um she was she was great because she was the she's the middle child she 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 showed those like weird middle child tendencies that like your brother probably has Mm -hmm. being the middle child even though you're much younger than him Mm -hmm. um but she was also she was the one i think who she's the character who grew the most who matured the most and who, at the end of the day, became the most reliable character on the show. I would say, I'd also say she's the most relatable character of all of yeah, the family. Yeah, she's the she's Kitty Pride. Like yeah. she's the yes. she's yes, the she audience's is. you know mm-hmm. avatar for for the series. But you know, some of the times with that character, like Malcolm in the Middle, right? Mm-hmm. Like Malcolm is the one who we're supposed to relate to, which is kind of hard because he's a super genius. Like he's essentially a cray computer inside of a person's body. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know. Frankie Munez is super likable, so he does that great job. Um, Kate Bishop in Hawkeye is supposed to be that for us in that show. And that works because Haley Steinfeld is good. Mm-hmm. But you get shows where, like, um, um, even though I only watched the first one and it took me four tries to get through, like, Twilight, Kristen Stewart is supposed to be that person. And she's not because she's just not necessarily very good in that role. Yeah. I don't know if I really had a favorite character in this show. I, they, like sure. every, every when, and when I say characters, I mean the family, the Robinson family. Uh, I'm not counting Smith because for the for season one, I didn't like her one bit. I didn't like any time she was on the screen. No. Season two, she did better, but still, there were times she still went back to Posey. She went full Posey. 
I thought she was great in this season. She was amazing. In she was absolutely great in this season. Mm -hmm. So, because I, yeah, I, I can't say that I had a favorite character. Yeah. Uh, like I loved how everyone sh like had their moment to shine. Oh yeah, I love that part. Like again, we always talk about this. You know, sometimes on the show, but a lot when we're when we're just talking about stuff is the mistake writers that aren't good and there's a lot of them mm -hmm. do is to prop one character up they have to tear another character down right this show proved that you can have every character shine mm -hmm. without taking something away from another and character support yes each other when they're shining because mm -hmm. uh, john very easily could have been written as a much angrier person because he was a little angry at the beginning. Yeah, he was. But he was also a warrior. He was for home from detachment. And he comes home to find out his family is going into space. Maybe without him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's how their marriage is going to end. <laughs> yeah. And again, part of that was him, you know, going back, being deploying yeah. yep. again when he said he wasn't going to. Mm -hmm. And because he was having trouble with relating to that life. He had trouble relating well, to his his kids i mean well i mean think about that like will robinson is your kid who yeah. you're not like super familiar with and then you know how do you how do you do that um right. but uh i will say the scene i was talking about before with him oh was, man, was the scene great. with grant kelly it was in the finale and they're you know gearing up to go on the the last hurrah of of a mission and it's it's Grant Kelly and, and John Robinson working together and you know uh Grant said Grant says, you know, uh I understand or well they're talking about like all the things Grant had done, all of his first. Mm -hmm. He goes, Well, I understand you're pretty good at second grade science projects. And he's like, Oh, she told you about that and he, yeah. he's like, Yeah, man, I I'd like I appreciate you not letting me die like, you know, letting her know who I am and, and everything and he's like you're her dad. You were like, you know, you were the man. Like, why wouldn't I do that? And, and you know, Grant's like, most most guys wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, I don't think I would ever like, like, I would never not tell a kid how great their dad, like, you know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, and and I think it, that that showed a lot about both of those characters because one, it showed the man that John Robinson was mm -hmm. outside of war. And two, and, I mean, we got to see all sides of John Robinson, but it really showed the gratitude that Grant Kelly had mm -hmm. knowing that like, hey, I made this decision to to take off. I had no idea Judy even existed. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know what decision I would have made there, but like, I'm so happy she had you in her life yeah. and that you adopted her and that you, you know, you never treated her as anything other than your own. Right. And speaking of the Grant Kelly character, I wasn't sure how that was. I was going to feel how when they brought him into the show. Yeah. Which we're not saying how we brought. Yeah, brought I'm him. not. I will say he had one of my favorite lines of the entire, not just the season, but the series when he's talking to Judy mm -hmm. and, you know, she, you know, they, I think they're talking about, you know, what happened to him or whatever. And she says something about you'll sur you would survive or, yeah. and he's like life's not all about not just life's not just about survival it's about making a difference mm -hmm. so when you're all done you can say i did that yeah 
I like that. Like that well, gave me chills when that he said explain, that. I mean, that is his character to a yes. T. You know, he is the first man on Mars. He was the first man out of the solar system. He was the first man wherever. You know, mm-hmm. he was just constantly first, 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 first. Total overachiever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the other thing he conquered first. Maureen Robinson. <laughs> 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 anyway um (laughs) but no it was it was such a it was such a good send-off for this show um i i do i i you know parker i think parker posey was really really good um the other thing was like even the guy that was the governor in the first season who or the second season victor victor yeah who was like mom just gonna take my family and leave i felt like his redemption was completed this time around. I really like that scene with I, I him love, and John. I love yeah. that. Um, it's just, uh, it was so, it was, it was really good. And, and the way it looked, the quality of the show, the quality of the effects, the quality of the sets, um, the, like you had mentioned when they came out of space and they saw, um, Alpha Centauri for the first time, it was such a cool scene. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the effects. And it, even when I had, you know, up and down issues with season one. I was always mm-hmm. impressed by the effects of this show. And it, it they, again, this is one of those things that t- got better because they expanded what they had yeah. to do. And most movies aren't, don't look as good as this. The Jupiter set, like the set of the Jupiter mm-hmm. was just so cool. I mean, and, and you know, it, it had its, it, it had its uh, constraints, right? But it was still livable. And, and, you know, it was a big ship. I mean, they were yeah, they were they were big, big ships, ship. and and that worked out. And so they could have the uh, the Pathfinder or the Rovers or whatever they called them, um, and and they could have like a medical bay. And you know, I mean, they were made to be habitats when you get to wherever you were getting, right? While you build the city, yeah. So and and I thought that was such a great touch, and I, I really I liked how bright the show was. Like even even in the final battle, which is at night, like it, the, there's the lighting nothing was, muddy. Yeah, the lighting was uh, very good. When when, when you you have uh, the issues with the robots during the 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 you know the last thing, like the robots are all very distinguishable. Like they all have their own little like tick. The way they walk, the coloring, like they, I thought they handled it perfectly. And uh, and even there's something that happens where like. The robots, when when they change um, form, I guess, mm-hmm. like even like the color of their their metal changed, and like there there was one that was kind of blue, there was one that kind of rose gold, there was one that was kind of golden. Like it was it was just like it was really clever the way they just kind of low key used color. Yeah, I and look, I know most <clears throat> most shows people put time and effort into, yeah. even shows that are bad. And again, you can't. Even if I don't like a show, there are people in the background that do a lot of stuff to make make these shows. A show like this, even more so, mm-hmm. the time and effort and creativity, and not just creativity that you know goes, but creativity with a purpose. Right, and that's the thing. You know, creativity is about being able to do things within a constraint. Right. Not just do anything anything you want, but having uh, you know boundaries and being creative within those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And the things that they did on this show, not just characters from the set perspective, like Brian was, like you were just saying, 
like the robots, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. It's it's just such like the the passion and the work that went into right. all of this oh, yeah. this show is I you know bravo. Yep. All right, so we're gonna do a rating for the season and then the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. So for this season, let's do. We'll do out of 10 for both. Okay. So out of 10, goodbye, Mr. Scarecrows. <laughs> what do you give season three? All right. Uh, I'll Re- give rest, se- rest in power, yeah. I give season three a nine out of 10. I was going to go 8.5, but a, a nine out of 10 because as good as what it, as good as the first two seasons were and as good as the characters were, this does even more. Not only does this continue to up the ante, not necessarily from not just from a tension perspective, but from a character arc perspective, it does what a lot of shows have trouble doing, and it sticks the landing in that finale. Sure. Okay, I get it. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go eight out of ten. I don't think it's a nine. Um, just, I mean, it's good. It's not like for me, it's not a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like. I think. Uh, I think I could have gone with one more episode. I think 10 episodes would have been too much. Um, I do think a ninth episode might have been interesting, but I think eight was a good number of, of episodes. And I liked I liked the story progression. I loved the story progression. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved how it looked. I liked, you know, I liked the humor. I liked the darkness. I like, you know, the drama, like all of that. I, I thought it was, it's a great series, a great season to cap off you know, the series. Mm-hmm. So eight out of 10. Okay. All right. So same 10. Let's, uh, let's stay out of danger. Will Robinson's <laughs> for, so the for the series. series, the series, this is for me an 8.5. I was going to do an eight, but then I kind of thought about it just by like the series it, season one, I would have given probably a seven too, but the series from start to finish did such a great job building up characters, building a story, and weaving those two in. And it's not one of those things I ever thought, oh, the characters, the story is suffering at the hands of developing the characters or vice versa. It was always lockstep with one another. And again, that's another thing that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily easy to do all the time. So I I really want to go back uh, probably in a few months and then just watch this from the beginning. It feels like one long like season right yeah, there's no right. like there's no like reboot and reset at the beginning of each season so yeah i i'm gonna go with a seven and a half mm-hmm. just because the first season was the weakest of the three yeah um and and that's like you know you know whatever i was trying to think of a good trio that's like saying porthos is the worst like musketeer i mean <laughs> it's just by tiny degrees that yeah. we're talking about here um it was a very dated reference, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I, I I think I like this. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the third season again. I'll probably just do a rewatch and, mm-hmm. and watch the whole thing, like you said, in, in yeah. a couple months, probably after like Cobra Kai or something. Yeah, I was about to, as I say, yeah. Um, which after that. Cobra Kai, you know, I'll do that before. Expanse. I, yeah, before I cancel Netflix again, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give this a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, but I... I and what you said about hey, if they wanted to do a few years down the road, do a movie. Yeah, I would like, absolutely come back, love that. Revisit yeah. it. Like, 
it's left wide open. Um, I mean, the story ends, but it's still like there's still stories to tell. Like, you know, like spoilers. Everybody's alive who yeah. should be alive. Well, and like Penny said, the end chapter of chapter, chapter one. one. So, so, um, and you know, Will's got his thing going on, which was really cool. That was, yeah, I really like that. Um, we need to work on his naming conventions for things a little bit, but he'll get there. <laughs> He's kidding. Um, but yeah, no, this, it was, it was really good. This, I don't know. I felt like we had a really good week at TV, um, between this and Hawkeye and young justice. And I watched the expanse this morning. You didn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to watch that when I get home. You know, I watched, um, I was telling you when we were at dinner, I watched this, uh, indie film called, uh, North Hollywood that I really liked this week. Uh, I watched, uh, it's on, it's on Hulu. It's called die in a gunfight with uh alessandro daddario and uh oh shit diego he was the kid he's the uh the young kid in the tom cruise musical movie um tom cruise musical movie you know what i'm talking about with jillian hogue um uh rock of ages oh i've never seen that so anyway uh but no it's uh I mean, it's it's a it's on Hulu. You can watch it. It's uh, Diego Benita, um, but then it's also got uh, Travis Fimmel, Fimmel. Oh, in it. yeah, it's Travis Fimmel and uh, oh, Josh Hutcherson. Oh, that's yeah, he was. And Emmanuel Chikari is in it as well. So oh, wow! It's got okay. an interesting cast. Interesting cast. And it's not a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting movie. It's like a um, it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing, um, kinda. Uh, but yeah, I I I, I actually did in, enjoy it. Um, but it is not. It's not. I would never call it a, a good movie. But it's a uh, the 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 Rothkarts versus the Gibbons families sort of a <laughs> thing. And um, Diego is a Gibbon, and uh, Alessandro Daddario is a Rothkart. So yeah. And uh, Justin Chatwin, what has he been in? He looked really familiar. He played Goku in uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, evolution oh he was on shameless and he was in shameless too okay that's why i recognized him but uh he's in that uh another live show with um katie sackoff as well okay i haven't watched any of that yeah it's it's mid (laughs) i'll say mid um and then billy crudup it was the narrator of the movie which is great so i like billy crudup but um yeah, it was it was just one of those things where it was Josh Hutchinson is not in this movie. I don't know what they're talking about. Okay, uh, I'm talking to myself at this point. Yes, I'm sure this are. is what people listening to the podcast want to hear is me talking to myself. Yeah, uh, they've already muted you. Probably <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribed uh, or ha- no, the unsubbed. Yeah, smash that like button uh, <laughs> if you're listening this far and you're on YouTube. Smash that like button and uh, subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe. But but yeah no I mean it's just like this is just the shit I've been watching <laughs> lately. So. Yeah, I've been doing Christmas movies. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to watch that eight bit Christmas on. Um, Isn't that uh, Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't, I haven't seen the trailer for it. I just I, saw that it was out. I did watch the first episode of Santa Inc. Because I was curious. Like I was like, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. And I have a really irreverent sense of humor. Like, some might call it dark. Oh, absolutely. Some might call it black. Some might call it midnight black. Like, mm-hmm. black hole black. Dark, as my sense Void. of humor is. Void black, yes. yes. Uh, that show is garbage. Yeah. 
hot garbage. Well, I've I've read the comments of people talking about it, and it wasn't. The comments were, "This isn't funny." No, it's just not. It it's is, stupid. It's racist. It's it's uh, it, it's. I really don't want to get into this too much. It's two Jewish people making fun of Christians. Is what it's doing. <clears throat> and if it was the other way around, and it was two Christians making fun of Jewish people, like they would be canceled and brought up on like hate crime charges, tarred and feathered in the town square mm-hmm. and, you know, probably castrated. Yeah. Um, I, I think the fact that it's probably two of the most tone deaf actors in Hollywood um, shows that like it, it really shows. And uh, I'm shocked at all that HBO thought this was a good idea. Yeah. I think they were thinking this is like our South park. Yeah. And it's like, well, South Park is funny because it's good. Yeah, I was about to say South Park because they have you have talented Sorry. people writing. And, South, and Park. South Park isn't just mean to be mean. No, you know, South Park is mean for sure, but it's 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 mean in in good fun. And also, it's mean to guess what? Everyone, everyone. Yeah. everyone. So so uh, so yeah. Anyway, all I'm, right. So I'm going to oh, be finishing yeah. just. Uh, I'm going to be finishing Arcane. I, I am yeah. going to. I'm going to keep up on Wheel of Time, and I'm really hoping. Some of the mud, some of the clumsiness of these first few episodes gets out. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think Arcane is with everything going on. I, I kind of lost the steam, but I, I that show is amazing. I, like once I get done with it, I'll kind of, I'll come back here and kind of give a, a short review of it. But um, that's about it. Yeah, you know, and and watching my uh, Michigan Wolverines get yeah. to the college football playoffs. Yeah, watching my Cincinnati Bearcats win the national college football uh, playoffs. Let's tap that. Yep. Go Bearcats. Uh, Go blue. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the other thing is uh, the Expanse, the final book for the Expanse series. Uh, yeah, Leviathan Falls came out this mm-hmm. week too. So I'm about halfway through that. Yes. So I'm what I'm reading Cytonic, which is book the last book of the Star Sight trilogy with from Brandon Sanderson. And then I'm going to jump right into that. So I should be done with that book probably tomorrow. Nice. So Yeah, then I got Thrawn Ascendancy book three. So after that. So, yeah, finally gotten back in my reading kick. Yeah, me too. So. so, All right. On that note, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with... Uh, the Expanse. The Expanse, episode two. Maybe we'll just wait and do episode one and two next week. I don't know. I kind of really want to talk about episode one before a week from now. Yeah. So let's, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Like subscribe, tell your friends. Um, If you want to get us a Christmas present, steal all your friends' phones and subscribe to us on Spotify uh, or Apple. Um, And then if you're on Apple, leave us a five-star review on their account. Yeah. yeah. All right. Later. Later. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, 
weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.